0: So with that being said, uh, I'm going to jump right into the word here. Uh, If you have your Bibles, I want you to open those up. We're going to be in the book of Nehemiah. We're going to speak today uh, on a subject that I'm calling health check. Calling it health check. Uh, So we're going to speak today on this uh, subject. Uh, This is an important subject for me. Uh, This is something that I do um, for my own personal life. Uh, And here we are, the end of June. Did did anyone feel that June went by very quickly? I feel like it just started and now here we are getting ready to go into July. We're going to be celebrating New Year's here before you know it. Uh, So, I don't know uh, if Sister Katrina Winter and the team chose that song because they were led by the spirit or because it's so hot outside. So, uh, I'm going to say the glass half full and you were led by the Spirit. Uh, But it is very hot. Uh, It's been very hot all week long. Uh, It's going to be hot next week as well. Uh, So uh, it is um, very interesting. I I think if the temperature goes past 90 it should just say hot. right? If you pull up your weather app, it shouldn't even give you a temperature. It should just say, don't go outside, it's hot. All right, that's what I want my phone to say, okay? Do not attempt to walk outdoors. It's hot, okay? Um, So I never really experienced hot, hot until I was uh, a child. I was maybe 13, 14 years old. I was in Arizona. My family went there to visit some other family, and I never really experienced that type of heat before. And I made the mistake as any 13, 14-year-old would do, Inside the house, Susan's socks were off, and the ice cream truck decides to come by. Ding, 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 And uh, I asked my parents for a dollar to go get me some ice cream, and I didn't put on my shoes and socks. Oh, yeah. And I ran outside. I said, and I ran right back inside that house with no ice cream uh, from that day. And I experienced that's hot, hot right there. And so I should have made it up in my mind then. I want to go to heaven. I don't want to go to hell. But I still had a lot of heathen in my spirit, I guess. Uh, but it is, it is very warm outside. Uh, and thank the Lord. I'm 41. See, I can still move them legs. Praise God. Amen. I'm going to give God glory for that right now. Amen. Uh, so um, I want to, it is warm outside, but I thank the Lord anyhow. Thank the Lord anyhow. Amen. Thank the Lord anyhow. I remember there may be some of you here today, you come to church, no air conditioning. You just come to church and you're sweating inside the church. So I thank the Lord for air conditioning. Thank you uh, for for that. But every year I I take a health inspection. And here we are halfway through the year. And uh, this is something I would always do. And I started it probably uh, back when I was in college. And I've done it ever since then. I've always taken a health inspection uh, to see where I am in life, and I don't wait until October, November, December to evaluate my year, but I look at it in increments. Uh, And so as I approached midway through the year, and we do this even in business, when I was in business, I used to have mid-year evaluations uh, before we would have an annual evaluation. And the mid-year evaluation was to really see, okay, where are you now so that we don't continue down the same path to finish out the year if you're not going down the right path? Many people make the mistake of looking back over a year's time and saying, man, I wish I would have done this better. Well, if you would approach your days, weeks, and even months in increments, you can avoid a lot of things or correct things before the year is out. As we already made very obvious, this year is going by very quickly. Why go another year to only say next year is going to be a better year? I'm telling you, that is a deception from the enemy. That is something the enemy always wants you to do to say next year is going to be my year when we serve a God that's able to do anything right now. And so I believe and refuse to allow the people of God to live throughout their life always saying next year next year, next year, no, I want it right now, right now, right now. And so I I truly believe that, and uh, that's how we should look at this, and I think it's important for us to evaluate the health of our church. Where are we at as a church? Where are we at as a people? Are we a healthy church? Are we a church that's able to accept new people? Is God gonna send us new people because we're healthy enough to help raise those new people? Uh, and so we have to evaluate where we are as a people and as a church. That is good self-evaluation. Every person, every home should be evaluating their So we're going to do that today as a church and as a people. It's important to see we have a few things that we can look at and highlight and celebrate. Uh, I look at things year over year sometimes. Year over year just simply means where are we at now compared to where we were a year ago this time okay you can look at things month over month quarter over quarter you can also look at them year over year it's good to evaluate all of those aspects all right but where you are where are you now compared to where were you this time last year now as a church as a body we have increased by 47 people average attendance is up 47 people year over year so i thank the lord for that okay. Now, as far as our retention rates, I do, not, I do not have that. I don't have an accurate number because our accurate count as far as how many people we've baptized and how many people have been filled with the Holy Ghost is not accurate to date. Since it's not accurate to date, I cannot give you an accurate retention number, but hopefully we can get better and I can do that a little bit better and have that information for you hopefully by the end of the year, hopefully sooner than that, but at least by the end of the year. So, but as far as our average attendance rate year over year, it has increased by an average of 47 people. And so with that said, we looked out uh, or we looked forward to doing a lot of things uh, here at Star City Church and we set out uh, to do a lot of things and we talked and I'm always talking about our vision. We understand our mission statement. Everyone here should know our mission statement or at least half of our mission statement. The first part is Star City Church is a place where you can Amen. You can build a relationship with Jesus Christ, all right, and where we can bless our world. And so we understand our mission statement. I say it over and over and over again, but everything we do revolves around that mission statement. Now, with that being said, we have goals to achieve the vision that the Lord has given me for this city. I thank the Lord because I believe that this church understands that I am a God-sent man of God that God has sent me to this city, all right? He's not only sent me to a star city, church, no, he has sent me to this city. And so when he sends a man of God to the city, that means he, he intends on giving that man of God dominion in that city. If you don't believe that about your man of God, then there's something that you must pray for and say, well, am I following the right man of God? Because you ought to believe that your man of God is sent to the city and that God is giving him dominion over the city. Amen? Praise God. And so that is important uh, to understand that, that concept. So if we have dominion over the city, it is the will of God then for us not to remain just at a few hundred folks because that's not dominion over the city. Dominion is when you conquer the city. I'm talking about a few thousand folks. And so it's important to understand that and that uh, that's what God has deposited into me. And so that's why it's important for us. Uh, to understand the vision of having multiple campuses. Why? Because we can't put everyone just into one building. We need to have multiple campuses all across Tippecanoe County. Okay? So Tippecanoe County uh, is going to be filled with Star City uh, locations, and that, I believe, is the will of God. And every one of you are going to be uh, instrumental in that type of of growth I thank the Lord for brother and sister Wright having their home here moving here we support them we love them and we thank God for them brother and sister Wright are going to be very instrumental uh, in our star city campuses all over the city they're going to be very instrumental in that God has already put in them uh, to have uh, uh, you, 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 you know when it comes to starting works and starting locations God has already put that in them uh, they've already experienced and been down that road uh, why not that God used them in a very instrumental part to help us plant campuses all over Tippecanoe Tippecanoe County. So I thank the Lord for that. Uh, Sister Wright is going to be helping us instrumentally, uh, tremendously when it comes to our school. We're having uh, our Star City Academy that will be launching in August. That is a great opportunity for uh, not only education, but also outreach, all right? education, and outreach. That should be your prayer. Lord, help him uh, that everything will go well, that you will be glorified. And if things go well and he's glorified, then we will see increase. All right? It's not for self-glorification. It's not to see, look what we can do. No, it's all for his glory, his purpose. And if it's for his glory and his purpose, then increase will happen. There will be increase numerically, and there will be increase in Jesus' purpose, all right? The understanding of who Jesus is and the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so it's important to to understand that. Uh, And so that is what we will be uh, launching here in August. Now, this school here is a co-op homeschool. Uh, It's a faith-based co-op homeschool, so it gives opportunity for those that have already been homeschooled uh, to come together. Uh, and be around other homeschool kids. It also gives an opportunity for those parents uh, that would like to remove their children from public school uh, for many reasons, but for whatever reason they choose, it gives them the option to be able to come to this academy. Uh, there are a lot of Christian schools uh, here in Tippecanoe County, uh, and some of them people can afford, some of them cannot. This is a special niche that we can have here at SCC to give people an affordable faith Base Academy. So I thank the Lord for that. And so it's important to pray uh, for that, understand that, and be able to support that in your prayers, all right? Uh, and so that's where we are uh, with that, and it's moving along uh, very, very quickly. And here we are. It's going to be here before you know it. Now, with that, there's always going to be adjustments. There's going to be some adjustments. Uh, some of them you will see. Some of them you will not see. 90% of it you will not see. But the 10% that you will see, uh, then it's going to be there, and those adjustments will need uh, to be made. But I think that where we are health-wise in our church, we will be able to make those adjustments and everything will be okay. So that's where uh, we are with that and having that uh, understanding, And we have a team of people uh, that are working very, very hard and diligent uh, to be able to, to put those things uh, together. So we have many volunteers that are going to be helping us out uh, with that. So I thank the Lord for that. We have many people that are working very hard with getting our daycare ready. So this facility, as I have said many, many times before, uh, I see this facility uh, it, it not being a facility large enough Uh, To house the people that God is going to bring to SCC. I do believe that there's going to be another facility that God is going to open up a door for us, whether we purchase new ground and build or whether there's something that God already has for us and that we move into. And so that is uh, the mindset, all right, Uh, that we must have the prayer because we want to be where God wants us to be. I don't believe that this ground is large enough to be able to do it with all of the things that are around here. However, this ground is great because of the property, because of where we are, uh, because of the location, to be able to have an absolute wonderful academy, a daycare, all the things that we can have here that's at a great location on this side of town. Uh, And so I believe that this church is healthy enough to be able to understand that, pray for that, and ask God to be able to say, Lord, let your will be done. And and, and so that is important for us to understand, okay? So here's where we are. These are the things that we've been working on as a church, moving in that direction. And I thank the Lord for that. We've had a lot of transition, a lot of people that have come in, come out, move here, move out, different things. Uh, But the health of this church is so strong, that as a guest comes in this church, you would not think anything that one person is gone, this person is missing because of the health of this church. And so I thank the Lord for that. Now, and so with that, we must continue to evaluate the health of SCC. We cannot take for granted our health. We know it's important to have good physical health. Many of us probably go to the doctor at least once a year. Some of us may not go that often, depending on the situation. Some of us may go more than that, depending on the situation. And so, but it's important to have good physical health. It's important to be in good physical health, all right? It's important to go to the doctor to make sure you're in good physical health. Many people make the mistake of not being in good physical health, and they shorten their life Because they did not take the time to go see someone when they put things off. Don't do that in your life. Don't do that in your life. Value what the Lord has given you. Your life, your health, your strength. Value that and take care of that. Right? God does not ignore physicians. We must understand Luke, the gospel writer, was a physician. When God called him, he didn't say, change your occupation. God was just trying to get a hold of his heart, all right? And and so make sure you value your physical health. And also when it comes to health, your mental health must be very important to you as well. When you see things happening in your life and you think you're having a mental breakdown, you need to see someone. You need to talk to someone, all right? You need to pray and you need to go talk to someone to make sure you get some mental stability because the enemy will use both physical and mental to pull you away from what belongs to you. So we understand that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We understand that and know that. But the enemy uses flesh and blood to pull you away in your spirit. Amen? So, so it's important to, uh, to, to, to be, get a health check know where you are physically, know where you are mentally, all right? And so because it's all important, the book of Third John, chapter number 1, verse number 2, don't go there, the Bible says that John is speaking here to the people. He says, beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper, be in health even as your soul prospers. Now let's break that down, prosper, prosper means good success. Prosperous means sustainable success, continual success. So he's saying that I want you to have sustained success. Not just this year, but in years to come, I want you to be successful. Not only do I want you to have sustained success, but I want you to be in health. Well, if you're going to be in health, that takes physical and mental. That's both. A person can look just as fine on the outside and be messed up here. And they'll never know it. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing okay. Well, you look good. You're looking good. Man, you're looking good. But they're messed up. They can't sleep. They can't eat right. They're staying up all night. They're worried about this, worried about that because they're not in good mental health. And so it's important to have a health check. I didn't know y'all was going to come listen to Dr. Robinson today, did you? It's got a good ring to it, though. So you, you need to have good mental health as well. So it's important to talk to somebody. Don't be afraid to talk to somebody. That is a form of healing that the book of James talks about that too often the apostolic church does not talk about. We understand that we can anoint people with oil. The Bible says that you're supposed to call upon the elders. They come and anoint you with oil when it's dealing with sickness. The Bible says that if there's any afflicted, the Bible says you ought to pray that. You should pray if you're afflicted. But the Bible talks about in the book of James What does it say in the book of James? That if you have any type of situation happening in your life, the Bible lets us know that you are to confess your fault. I thought somebody was just going to quote it for me. Confess your fault. Then it says, pray for one another. Confess your fault one to another. Pray one for another. Why? That you may be healed. That is a form of healing when you talk to somebody and say, I need help. I need help. Physically, mentally, whatever, I need some help. This is a fault of mine. This is something that I'm struggling with. I need some help. The Bible says, confess your fault one to another. Pray one for another. Why? So that healing can come. Some of us are uh, hindering our healing process because we have our mouth shut. Don't hinder your healing because you're afraid to open up your mouth when you have a physical or mental situation. But the Bible says in the book of Third John chapter 1, verse number 2, that he wished above all else, above all things, excuse me, that you possibly be in health even as your soul prospers. So it is the will of God for you to be prosperous, for you to be in health, physical, mental, and your soul is to prosper as well. Physical, mental, and spiritual. All those things are important. So if you was to look at where you are right now, here we are halfway through the year. I want you to self-examine right now. Are you where you should be? Are you where you thought you would be? Are you where you should be, where you thought you would be physically, mentally? How are you in the Lord? How's your walk with him? Have you improved year over year? Have you even improved since the beginning of this year? I'm not even going to talk about New Year's resolutions. I know those are over in February, okay? Not going to go down that road. Are you where you thought you would be right now? The things that you said you were going to do, have you been doing them? It's important, church, for you to evaluate now before we get to December. Because I'm here to tell you, there's some things that's coming up ahead that you're not going to be ready for if we don't self-examine right now. I'm just telling you what I know in the Spirit. We're going to take this a little bit deeper here in a couple weeks, but I'm just hitting some surface-level things. There's some things coming that if we don't self-examine now and start adjusting some things, there's going to be some things that hit you you're not going to be ready for because you didn't make changes today. All right? So are you where you thought you would be? Where you said, you may be, I'm going to start reading my Bible more. Have you been doing that? I'm, I'm, I'm going to pray more this year. Have you been doing that? I'm going to fast. I told myself that I'm going to fast a little bit more. Have you been doing that? These things we must examine ourselves. Physically, is my mental better? If you've been having mental issues and mental, uh, uns- uh, uh, being unstable mentally, over the past years, and you said this year, I will improve. This year, I'm gonna make sure that my mindset is right. I'm gonna make sure that my physical, my mental is right. I'm gonna make sure that my soul is right. Have you seen the incremental growth in your life? Have you seen those things? Is it something that you can articulate? If you're taking notes today, I really want you to write that down. Is my growth something I can articulate? Because your growth should be something you could articulate to somebody. If I was to ask you right now, have you grown in God? And if you were to say yes, if I was to say how, you should be able to articulate how you're growing. If you can articulate that, I would challenge you on your growth. You cannot just simply say, I'm growing. (laughs) How? I'm growing. We measure kids, right, when we stick the little, the, our hand up on the wall, we put a little pencil mark on the wall. We can articulate that because we can say, that's where you were, here's where you are now. You should be able to say, this is where I was, but here's where I am now. You should be able to articulate your growth. Or are you finding yourself going back down some of the same traps that you said you would stay away from? Depression? Anxiety? Bitterness, lustful, jealousy, anger, frustration, marital issues, single issues, widow issues, we can continue to go. Are you finding yourself still dealing with the same things that you told yourself? I'm not dealing with that no more. Church, correct it now. Correct it today. It's good to have us. Health check. Where am I at? Who, where, where am I at? Have I been going just off of kind of a, a church high, if you will? Just kind of riding the wave? Because once the wave comes down, you've got to be able to walk this thing. you got to be able to walk. And too many of us are waiting on the next wave in order to get us through, but God's saying, I'm not sending the wave. I'm not going to send the wave this time. The only reason why I've been sending it is because of my mercy and my grace over your life because I don't want to see you drown. But this time I'm not sending the wave. You've got to be able just to walk this thing. Many of us have challenged ourselves to teach Bible studies this year. Have you done that? To be a better witness on the job. Have you done that? To be a better steward in my home. Are you that? Do we have God-first homes? Do we have God-first homes? Are we doing the things necessary? As you look back over this year, if you look back where you were even a year ago, has there been improvement in your life? It's important to not wait until December to make a decision and say 2023 is my year. I bind that spirit in the name of Jesus Christ over the people right now. I come against that in the name of Jesus Christ. I come against next year. I come against next month. I come against next week when we serve a God that's able to make a change right now. I come against that. No, uh uh-uh. We will not have that type of mentality because you are discrediting the God that we serve. Woo! Hallelujah. So let's look at the book of Nehemiah, chapter number one. Have your Bibles, your devices. Let's read this together. We're going to look at this from a standpoint of where are we at. Because if we are to have a strong, healthy church, we must have strong, healthy We must have strong, healthy families. Homes must be strong and healthy. And it's important to evaluate these things very deep. I'm talking about get to the root of the matter. Because if we don't dig deep into the roots of things, we will continue to be the same way, the same thing, and get the exact same results. But you cannot expect the same results if you're not willing to make sacrifices. I hope, church, that you're not waiting on me to call the next fast in order to fast. I I I hope you're not waiting on me to challenge you to go to that next level when you know God has been challenging you to go to that next level. I know that God has been tugging on people here in this church to go to that next level in him. But yet you're waiting on someone else to get you to where God is trying to pull you to. It is important to understand and hear this preacher tonight uh, to get you to understand. Uh, I'm not trying to get you to put your face in the mud. Uh, I'm trying to get you to look to the heels because the Bible says that's where your help comes from. I'm not trying to embarrass you or try to get you to walk out of here with your tail between your legs saying I'm no good. No, I'm trying to get you to self-examine and say there's hope for me. And I know God is challenging me to change and alter so that I can have a better future. That is the very thing. That's why I'm saying we got to check right now. Check right now, check right now, evaluate right now. We do this on our jobs, those of you that have jobs and work for corporations, work for companies, how many of you in here have uh, evaluations? Mm-hmm, you do it on your jobs, they evaluate you. What they doing on a quarterly basis, semi-annually, they evaluate you, why? Because they wanna check progression. And it also is for accountability. And if we don't hold ourselves accountable, well, who's going to hold you accountable? As the pastor of this church, I can do everything I can to try to hold you accountable. But I'm telling you, I cannot do anything for you if you don't want to. If you don't have a desire to want to be saved, I can't make you saved. I can't get you out of that bedroom. I can't get you out of that house. I can't get you to stop lying. I can't get you to stop cheating. I can't get you to stop doing the things that you know is wrong and you will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's on you. I can preach it and preach it and preach it. But somebody's got to make the change to do it. Hallelujah. You've got to have the want to, the desire within here to say, I'm changing. And I'm trying to get somebody's attention today. Change today. Whether it's physical, mental, spiritual, God wants the whole pie. Hallelujah, I'm saved. I I go to church every day. But your mental, your physical health, we got to take care of all those things, church. It's all important to the Lord. Amen? Let's look at Nehemiah. Look what it says here. Read read this with me. The words of Nehemiah. Well, let me read the first sentence. There's there's some mouthfuls in here, okay? I don't want y'all to stumble over these words here. The words of Nehemiah, the son of Hakaliah. And it came to pass in the month of Shislu, in the 20th year, as I was in Shushan, that's one of my favorite words in the Bible, Shushan, the palace. So Nehemiah was in the palace. He was in the comfort. That Hanani, one of my brethren, so Hanani was a brother of Nehemiah, came, he and certain men of Judah. And I asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped, which were left of the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. And they said unto me, The remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken down, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Now, it's important to understand that Nehemiah was not the first of the exiles to return to Jerusalem. There was actually Zerubbabel and Ezra. Nehemiah was actually third. Third journey to back to Jerusalem. He was not the first to return. Exile meaning uh, the ones that were under captive under Nebuchadnezzar and Babylon. And so they were not the first. He was the third. Nehemiah returned. This is important here. To a people that the Bible says they are a reproach. The people are reproached. And the scripture also says that they are greatly afflicted. Now, it's important to understand this because Zerubbabel was very instrumental in rebuilding the temple. So that means that Nehemiah returned to Jerusalem where they already had a church. That temple had been there for 90 years. So he returned to a city with a church, but the people were afflicted and they were reproached. Why why is that important? I, I want us to dive into something here because the word reproach is defined as this. Reproach, which means to address someone in such a way as to express disapproval or disappointment. So they had a church there for 90 years, but the people were were a disappointment. (laughs) Think about that. A 90-year-old temple is sitting there, but the people are a disappointment. Why? Because they had a temple, but they had no walls around the city. Walls. Represent protection. They represent boundaries. They represent stability. And when you have no boundaries, no protection, no stability in your life, you have a form of godliness, but you have no identity. You have a form of godliness, but you have no protection. You have a form of godliness, but you have no unity at all. You have no walls in your life. And that's what we have, I have come to challenge every single individual here today is, is that you must focus on what walls do you have built around you for your own protection? What walls do you have around you for your own boundaries that you've set in your life? For your stability? Because you can come to church, but that doesn't mean you're protected. You can come to church that's been here for 78, 79 years. You can come. To the church but do you have stability because you won't have stability protection you won't have boundaries unless you build in your own walls because i can preach the walls i can teach the walls but it's up to you and i you yourself meaning my, my me myself to build my own walls am i making sense here so what walls do we have built here we have Jerusalem, that was a disgrace in the eyes of the Jews, in the eyes of the people, all because they didn't have walls that were built. They didn't have any boundaries set. So it was easy for the enemy to attack. But they had a church, though. But we got a church. We have a church. Yes, we have a church. And I thank God for this church and everyone in here. We ought to thank God for this church. But where are the walls? Where are your walls? I'm not talking about these walls. No, that's part of the temple. That's part of the church. But where are your walls? What walls have you built in your own house? What walls are you building in your own relationship? What walls are you building to make sure you're keeping the enemy out? What walls are you building to say, I'm not doing that, I'm not going there? What walls are you building to say that this is where not only I'm staying, but this is what I believe in? Because they had no walls. They were open. See, before the exile, Israel had its own language. They had their own king. They had their own army. They had their own identity. But now they had none of these. Why? Because they had a temple, but they had no walls around the city. And this was a result of that. And see, when you don't have your walls built up, you won't have an identity. When you don't have walls built up, You won't have the mindset that you need to have in order to have the right protection or even the right stability in your life. I can always tell when people are not at least attempting to build the walls because you can see the lack of stability in their life. People with firm walls that they have built up, there's good stability there. There's consistency there. And see, that's what walls do. Walls give you consistency. You know there's a boundary there that I cannot go by that I'm not going to go past. Why? Because that is a wall that I've built in my life, and I'm not allowing anyone in, and I'm not going past it. But when you have set no walls up in your life, you're allowing anything in, and you don't know where to stop. Oftentimes, we get in trouble because we don't know where to stop. We keep pushing the envelope, pushing the envelope, seeing how far we can go, and now we're in enemy territory, and we don't even realize it. That's why it's important for us to evaluate, where am I right now? Where, where am I right now? Where, where, how's my home life? Where's my marriage at? Where are my children at? What's going on in my own personal life? Because too often we come to church Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday after Wednesday, but yet we don't take any self-examination to say, well, where am I at? I'm so worried about things that are happening at the church. I need to be worried about things that's happening in my own life. It's always easy to to look at other people and and, and look at other things that are happening around you and talk about those things. It's hard to talk about yourself, though. It's hard to say, I need to change this. I need to do better at this. Anytime I'm in a situation where it's uncomfortable, I'm always willing, Lord help me, to evaluate myself. To say, what could I have done better? Maybe I could have said something better. Maybe I could have did this better. What can I do to improve the situation instead of saying they need to change? They're wrong. They're messed up. They need to change. They're the one that's in the wrong. Well, what about me? What 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 about me? Where where am I at? What am I doing? And so it's important to understand that you can have a church, but if you don't have your own walls, you will still be unstable. You can have a church. But if you don't have your own walls, you won't have protection. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You can have a church, but if you're not building your own walls, you're allowing anything in your life. And you will not have physical, mental, nor spiritual health when God wants you to have all of those things. But you're allowing everything in. You're allowing everything, and why? Because you haven't made up your mind on your walls. Let's stand to our feet right now.